Welcome back for another episode of Errant Adventures, the solo actual play podcast where stories are told at the speed of dice. With me, Steve Morrison, your game master and solo player. Now come on, let's grab the dice and see where our story goes. Professor Hiram Vasser has been sent on a mission to explore the vault that must be hidden on the planet of Keen. When he arrived at the planet, his ship started having issues as he tried to land on this grave world, and he was forced to exit his ship in an escape pod and watch as his ship crashed into the planet's surface. He landed safely in the escape pod, and rather than immediately go check on his ship, which he got the sense from how it crashed that it was still intact, though possibly would need repairs, he decided to instead hike to the potential vault site. As he journeyed through this grave world, he came across a few ascendancy bits and bobs, especially a place that had some sort of ancient currency or, or something that would be worth scavenging. And he realized that there was a ship full of Elder League mercenaries in the area. So he circumvented that and then finally came to an area where there was a, a drone factory that was still turning out drones and the drones were heading off in a direction. And he was able to ascertain that the drones were being sent to the vault. So he follows them, and that leads him to a possible entrance into this Ascendancy Vault. And that is where we left off Professor Visser last time. So as we begin this episode, we are going to use the Begin a Session move from Starforged. So when you begin a significant session of, or chapter of play, do all of the following. Identify or adjust flagged content and set a flag. Review or recap what happened last session. Set the scene by envisioning your character's current situation and intent. In addition, you may spotlight a new danger, opportunity, or insight. This can include a scene hidden from your character's perspective. If you do, envision a brief vignette. You may roll or choose on the table below for inspiration. Then all players take plus one momentum as you return to play from the viewpoint of your characters. So I don't have any content to flag at the moment, if something comes up during play that makes me uncomfortable, I will set a flag on it then. Uh, although I suppose I could go ahead and say right now that I don't plan to have any explicit content in this series. And also, I have created a character that does not have any weapons. The professor is not a fighter. He has a stun baton, but that's mostly just for fending off wild animals and things like that. I have very purposefully not given him any weapons, and I am going to do my very best to avoid combat and fighting. That doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to avoid using the combat mechanics, because one of the great things about Starforged is combat is objective-oriented rather than harm-oriented. And so I may set an objective that's get away from this situation, but I'm not going to set out to have this character wielding a gun and shooting up enemies 
he's an academic, and as such, he's going to do his best to avoid getting into any scuffles. So we'll say that that's a flag that I've got here. So I'm going to roll on this begin a session table and see what we get. Flashback reveals an aspect of another character, place, or faction. Perfect. So the faction that we've got in the game so far is the Elder League. And they are this guild of mercenaries. Their influence is notable. They are working to incite conflict among rivals and form an alliance. Their relationships, they broke faith with Hamshal, which is one of the founder clans. They are suspicious of outsiders, and they have rights of adulthood or ascension. Rumors. Know the location of a fabled treasure or lost technology, caught in the crossfire of feuding factions. I've made a note before I started this campaign that they are caught in conflict between Hamshal lore seekers and Verdot forge spawn hunters. So I think our quick flashback here reveals an Elder League ship that is flying through the forge. And I think this is probably in the Outlands. And maybe they are on a mission. They are doing a job for some settlement out there when all of a sudden their ship is fired upon. And they realize that they're being pursued by a group of Verdot fighters. And the captain of this ship hails them, but there's no response. And then as they're taking fire and the Elder League mercenaries are trying to figure out what's going on, I think one of them goes and looks at the crates that they're transporting for this settlement. And when they open them, they realize that there is some sort of forge spawn inside. And this goes back to our truths that many sites or planets are infested by dreadful forge spawn. These aberrant creatures threaten to overrun other life in the galaxy. The forge spawn are hostile creatures born of the chaotic energies of this galaxy. Hundreds of abandoned or devastated outposts and derelict ships stand as testament to their dreadful power and cunning. So I think the crate opens and this thing emerges and lashes out at the Elder League mercenaries. And we cut away as the ship suddenly stops maneuvering and begins to drift. And then we see these Verdot forge spawn hunters surround the ship. And rather than trying to dock with it, they just bombard it into nothingness as the debris soars through the deepness of space. So that's our beginning session. We're going to mark plus one momentum as we come back to Professor Visser as he is taking out some of his scanning equipment and searching for an entryway to this vault. So we're going to gather information. When you search for clues, conduct an investigation, analyze evidence, or do research, roll plus wits. So we are going to gather information, and I'm going to roll plus wits. That is going to be four for the action score, two and a seven for the challenge dice for a weak hit. So I get some new insight, but it also complicates my quest, and I'm going to get a momentum. So I will increase my momentum, and then I'm going to take a look at my vows. 
I have find and explore the ascendancy vault on Keen. And it is active. And so I gain some information here. I think the information that I gain that provides new insight is he finds the entryway. He finds a doorway that leads into this vault. But the doorway is either locked or blocked in some way. And I'm not sure which. So let's ask the Oracle. So I've got two ideas. I think the one that's more likely is that the vault door is locked. So it'd be 75 or less. Yes, the vault is locked. Okay, so he is close to this large cylindrical vessel and he has been sort of like scanning and poking around for maybe 30, 40 minutes. Uh, when he finds that there is a path, it's covered over by debris and detritus, but he's able to follow that path around a series of ruined buildings until he reaches a small like metal archway that seems to descend down into the earth. He scans this archway and realizes that the door here is locked. It's locked, but he should be able to access the vault through this door. So I think he is going to roll face danger again with wits as he's going to try and overcome the lock on this door. And this is going to require another roll of the dice. Wits once again. Eight on the action score, eight and a one on the challenge dice for a weak hit. Okay, so he successfully overcomes it, but not without a cost. I think it takes time. So we're going to lose a momentum. It's going to take us back down to four momentum. He is not a thief. He's not a hacker. He's not really equipped to quickly overcome these locks on Ascendancy vaults. But that being said, he is... A researcher, and he is someone who has learned a lot about the Ascendancy. So he has, I think, some of the skills necessary to access this vault. It's not as flashy as hacking into the door and overcoming it. He literally sits there for a while and is looking at the Ascendancy writings on the door and spending time basically coming up with what the password could be and trying out a bunch of different things before the door opens. But finally, the door opens and he sees this passageway that descends into the earth. And I think that's worth another mark of progress on our vow. That takes us to two boxes out of 10 on our formidable vow to find and explore the Ascendancy Vault on Keen. Now it's time to actually explore this vault. So we're going to undertake an expedition here. And this is going to be uh, explore the Keen Vault. I don't know if this is dangerous or formidable. So I'm going to mark it as formidable because that matches with the vow and uh, hope that that's the right choice. So we're gonna undertake an expedition. We're going to explore this mysterious site and to do that, we are going to 
I think stay vigilant. This is going to start off with some wits. So the professor is continuing to use his wits as he slowly makes his way into this vault. Nine on the action score, a seven and a five on the challenge dice for a strong hit. So we're going to reach a waypoint and then we are going to mark progress. So I'm going to mark one box of progress on this exploration. And then we're going to go to our vault oracles. And let's roll this vault up here. So we're going to check the scale. Typical site of limited scope. Form is machine. Shape is practical or functional. Material is smooth metallic. Outer first look is electromagnetic field and surrounded by destruction. Perfect. So like I described, there's all this devastation around. And I think that archway that I described there is this humming electromagnetic field that the professor approaches and he has to tune his suit's frequency output to match the field so that he can pass through it. And let's go ahead and roll up our first look of the interior. Toxic residue, inaccessible remains. Uh, feature, we've got surfaces honeycombed with openings. There's potentially a corrosive environment in here. An opportunity clue to a life form's nature or vulnerabilities. Interesting. So I'm going to save that to this planet here. And we'll be able to check back on those things. So let's go check our location theme. And we're going to call this a ruined theme. And our feature, innermost or hidden spaces laid bare by the destruction unstable or broken path, access to an untouched or preserved area. Hiram begins his descent down into this vault, and this pathway is descending deeper and deeper into the earth. But the further down he gets, the more he notices the destruction around him. There once was smooth metal corridors but now they've been bent and twisted and there are there are pieces of the metal that look like they've been crushed and broken out. There's debris from the earth outside the vault that has fallen in and there are places where he can see through cracks and like see up to fissures in the ceiling. I imagine this vault is sort of inside of this open cavern and they built this metal structure down into this cavern and so he looks out through these cracks in the tunnel walls and the tunnel ceiling and he can see like darkness and then he sees some of those same fissures that he saw before from the surface and pieces of the rocks and and the the walls have fallen in and have crushed various parts of this entry tunnel but he's able to make his way through. And once he emerges into sort of the first chamber of this vault, he sees that there is all sorts of this like toxic residue in here. And it's maybe coming from pipes in the walls. Like they were... Uh, coolant or or some other they serve some other function 
but now they've been broken open and they're spilling out into this inner chamber. And Hiram is definitely thankful for his environmental suit as his systems send off a bunch of warnings. He is looking around and scanning, and I think he realizes that there are a number of openings that could lead off in different directions. Now, this is a typical site of limited scope, which means it's not going to be huge, but there must be like small antechambers that go off in multiple directions. And, you know, they probably all have different purposes. So with that being said, I'm not going to spend any more time here. I'm going to continue my expedition and make another move with wits. A four on the action score, a 10 and a seven on the challenge dice, this time for a miss. So you're waylaid by a crisis or arrive at a waypoint to confront an immediate hardship or threat. Do not mark progress and pay the price. Okay, so let's determine what our location is here. Let's go ahead and just do descriptor and focus for this one. Corrupted monument. Okay. He chooses one of those honeycombed paths and starts walking down it. And I think he walks for maybe five minutes before it opens up into a circular chamber. And there is a pedestal at the edge of the walkway. This is an open chamber and and it is like a a sphere. So the openness goes beneath the pathway as well as above the pathway. And Hiram walks out towards this pedestal and I think he looks at it and he recognizes it. These pedestals are all over Ascendancy Ruins. They represent interfaces that the Ascendants would have used to tap into the the computer system of the vault. So he's slowly approaching it, and I think it's at that point that he realizes that a few of the drones in this room are buzzing around. The drones that were outside the vault ignored him. There were drones in that main chamber as well, and they seemed to ignore him as well. But now that he's entering this particular place, they seem to be agitated. And they begin buzzing around, and it's almost as though they are irritated by his presence in this room. And they begin buzzing down around him and past him, And he is having to duck his head every now and again as they're coming in at him. And I think he is realizing that he might be in a little bit of trouble here, that he might be facing an obstacle. And let's pay the price to find out what that obstacle is. You create an opportunity for an enemy. Okay, so I think... He is going to start making some alterations to his comm device because he's going to try and broadcast a message in Ascendant that is going to calm these drones down. But I think 
whether he succeeds or not, an Elder League mercenary is going to pick up some strange transmission or something strange that is going to cause them to be aware that there might be something else around here. Like Most people know that Ascendant worlds have vaults on them, so it wouldn't be unusual for the Elder League mercenaries to already be looking for the vault. And so if they get a sense that this transmission is coming from inside of a vault, then they might be driven to go ahead and explore that themselves. So that'll be the opportunity that is created for an enemy. Enemy is a strong word here. The Elder League mercenaries are beings of their own, and we don't really know what their intentions are. I would say that Hiram is relatively eager to avoid them at all costs, but he may be able to talk to them and work out a deal if he comes across them or if they come across him. So we'll just have to see if that comes up in the future. In the meantime, I'm actually going to do, instead of a face danger for causing this transmission to go off well, I'm going to assume the transmission goes off because Hiram is an archaeologist. He knows Ascendant well enough that he can compose a message in Ascendant and transmit it to these drones. So I'm actually going to roll a compel to see if he is successful in pacifying these drones. Now we're going to do that with heart. So I'll roll plus heart. Seven on the action score, seven and a nine on the challenge dice for a miss. They refuse or make a demand that costs greatly pay the price again. All right. Well, I'm pretty sure they're going to refuse because I don't think they are sentient in any way that they're going to be able to offer an alternative that costs Hiram greatly. So paying the price, you face a tough choice. So I think he sends this transmission and the drones become even more agitated. They begin flying down at him as if they're going to smack into him and try and knock him off of this ledge. He dodges the first couple and then realizes that he is not going to be successful at calming these things. So he turns and runs. He runs back the way he came. And I think the drones start chasing him. I think he gets to the entryway and he emerges into that initial chamber And then he realizes that the drones that are in here are starting to become agitated as the others are drawing closer. And I think he has to make a decision between running out of the vault and just trying to start over sometime in the future or picking a direction and hoping that he can find, you know, a door to seal or something like that so he can block off these drones from coming after him. And of course, he's going to choose to go deeper into the vault because he's a lore hunter and an explorer, and he is here to discover things about this vault. So he's not going to give up yet. He's not going to be deterred by a horde of irritated drones. So he chooses one of the corridors and starts running down that corridor. Now, is he able to seal the door? Is that something, is there a door that can be sealed in these honeycombed passages? I think it's 50-50, and I'm going to ask the Oracle. Yes, 
There is a door, so he runs through, he activates the door, it slams shut behind him, and then he can hear those drones sort of like bumping against it. Maybe he even hears them like chirping and making noises to the actual control panel. And he is going to turn and keep running because he doesn't know if they're going to be able to open that doorway and continue to follow him. So he is effectively cut off at this point and has to continue with his expedition. And this time we're going to move at speed. This is going to be plus edge because he is in a hurry to get away from those drones. Six on the action score, seven and a one on the challenge dice for a weak hit. So it's going to, we're going to reach a waypoint and mark one progress, but we're going to have to suffer a cost along the way or face a peril at the waypoint. So let's find out what our waypoint is and then we can decide what we're doing here. And I think I'm going to switch my location theme to mechanical and roll up some new things here. So power source for the machines, volatile technology is the peril, intelligent machine offers aid would be the opportunity. So because there's a peril here, it's volatile technology. So he runs down this corridor and unlike the previous room that was just a singular room, he guessed correctly when he picked the passage that he did that he was going to end up deeper into the vault. And so he emerges out of this corridor, finds another door which he shuts, and then he turns and sees that there is a yellowish green crystal in the middle of this chamber. And it seems to be glowing, but it's that yellowish green is slightly off-putting. And he feels the like waves of energy striking him. And he can sense that that energy is maybe what has thrown off some of the drones that he encountered. And that if he can somehow fix this crystal and this power source, that it will send out good energy to the drones and that they will calm down and he'll be able to progress further into this vault. And of course, we'll have to find out if he can fix this crystal and this power source next time. Thanks for listening to Errant Adventures, and thanks so much to Sirenscape for the lovely ambient sounds and music throughout the episode. If you enjoyed the show, please spread the word. And if you want to support the show directly, leave me a review or buy me a coffee at ko-fi.com slash errantadventures. If you want to interact with me, I'm at errantsolopod on Twitter and Instagram, or you can email me at errantsolopod at gmail.com. I also post campaign-related materials on my website, errantadventurespod.com. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next time.